Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America, on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. This is our number two of The Rob Carson Show. The number is 800-922-6680. We're two weeks away from Christmas, fourth night of Hanukkah, because it started on the 7th, today's the 11th. There you go. And uh, I'm celebrating both of them this year. <laughs> Although, you know, this weekend I was able to, uh, I was very uh, actually pleased because I was able to get my wife to watch a couple Christmas movies at home. Because, uh, you know, she doesn't want to put up any Christmas decorations because, you know, uh, things have happened and it's a little hard to be in the Christmas spirit. And uh, we watched Scrooged, which is Bill Murray's 1988 classic. And then then we watched, are you ready, Die Hard, and, and even my wife says, of course it's a Christmas movie. And did you hear the, uh, the latest trend? It, you know, you, not only do you leave cookies out for Santa Claus and a carrot out for Rudolph, uh, in your furnace vent, you should leave a pack of cigarettes, a Twinkie, a pair of shoes, and a 9 millimeter handgun for John McClane. <laughs> Go, go click, uh, go kick uh, Hans's ass. <laughs> but you know that movie, honestly, that movie is perfect. That movie is perfect. And Alan Rickman is the greatest, that, he, he's, the, he's the greatest uh, movie villain ever. I mean, there's been, uh, I can't even tell you how many movie villains, they're legendary, but he's my favorite. He's my, he's just my, fa- he's so good in that role. And he goes, he goes, now I have a machine gun. Her, her, her. I mean, it's incredible. Just incredible. So we, we did watch that. And then we watched uh, Spirited. That's the uh, Ryan uh, Reynolds and uh, Will Ferrell musical from last year. And I think it's actually really funny. It's kind of cheesy. It's got a lot of goofy, you know, numbers. And it's kind of, it uh, like takes every musical uh, song cliche and packs it into one movie. But I love it. I love it. So we watched all of those, and then uh, went to see the movie Maestro, which is the uh, uh, the new movie uh, about uh, Leonard Bernstein, by the way. And uh, I think it's it's. Uh, I thought it was a really really good movie. Uh, I think it's way too uh, artsy fartsy uh, for um, for most people. Uh, because it's 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 kind of esoteric and whatnot, um, and uh, it, it's a beautiful movie. Don't get me wrong. Uh, Bradley Cooper is there. He's in Leonard Bernstein. There were some complaints. Everybody thought that Leonard Bernstein is you know Bradley Cooper isn't Jewish, and they gave him a Jewish nose and everything. And I'm like, who cares? I figured when you watch this movie, the one thing that the left would complain about most is that the main characters, including uh, Bradley Cooper and his wife, played by Carrie Mulligan, uh, smoke cigarettes throughout the whole thing. But apparently they don't worry about cigarette smoking anymore. But uh, I thought it was masterful. I thought that uh, 
Carrie Mulligan, you reminded me of Kate Hepburn. Uh, just brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Bradley Cooper, just brilliant. I thought he was even better acting when he wasn't talking. His, his face and the way he acted. There's a scene where he directs a symphony in this choir in this cathedral, and it is, it is absolutely stunning. It's beautiful, and I think the only way you can enjoy it is in the theater. But I will tell you, if you expect uh, boom, boom, and car crashes and all that, you're going to be bored out of your skull during this movie. Sarah Silverman, who I, you know, absolutely disagree with uh, politically, I thought she did a really good job. I thought she did a really good job in the uh, in the movie. Uh, overall, I would give this movie about a seven-ish, because instead of focusing on the ge- the genius of Leonard Bernstein, it focused on his uh, on his uh, sexual de- dalliances. And honestly, who cares? He's a classical music conductor. You know, does he have to get the uh, rock star treatment, even though he kind of lived like a rock star or whatever? Uh, but it was a pretty good movie. Then I saw Killers on the Flower Moon. Killers of the uh, Flower Moon. That's the Decre- DiCaprio movie and the Scorsese movie. And it kind of reminded me of Goodfellas meets Dances with Wolves. I don't know. <laughs> uh, long movie. Really good movie. Eight-ish out of ten. Eight-ish out of ten. Flowers of the uh, Killers on the Flower Moon. Uh, an important story. I thought the the story about how Native Americans were treated in Oklahoma, uh, with regard to uh, you know oil and all that. It was very fascinating. It was it was, uh, and I and I think it was uh, historically. No, you know what it was? It was uh, Mississippi burning. Uh, it was kind of Mississippi burning thrown in there as well. But uh, anyway, I, I watched a lot of uh, I watched a lot of movies with the family, a lot of football this weekend, and uh, and just kind of took it all in. But I was able to get my wife to watch uh, Christmas movies. That was a big step. <laughs> Trust me, that was a really big step. Right now, um, SNL. Now it's very clear that we have a class of students writing for SNL who went through academia completely immersed in woke nonsense. It's it's very clear that the comedy writers on SNL are completely immersed, were completely brought up in schools like Harvard, MIT, uh, you know, Columbia, all these universities who are so ungodly left because they went after, instead of, instead of the, uh, the presidents of the universities, the three Karens that they brought in front of Congress last week who couldn't say that screaming for genocide against the Jews was uh, hate speech or dangerous, would not condemn it, but would kick you off campus if you misgendered someone. Uh, SNL decided to go after the congresswoman who questioned these people and made them look like complete morons and ultimately caused the president of of, uh, one of the universities to resign because her answers were so outrageous that these three pedigreed uh, Ivy League elites couldn't answer the simplest question, and that is saying uh, genocide against the Jews is a threat. All right. So here's what SNL did. They went after Elise Stefanik rather than the university presidents who have espoused essentially uh, through their silence and their policies, anti-Semitism and Jewish genocide. Thank you, chairwoman. Now, I'm going to start screaming questions at these women like I'm Billy Eichner. Anti-Semitism, yay or nay? I'm sorry, what? Yes, Arno is calling for the genocide of Jews against the Code of Conduct for Harvard. Um, Elise Devonix didn't sound at all like that, and I'll share in a second. That's why this is such a, uh, just an incredible piece of crap. 
as far as the uh, the opening of the show. And and I'll also say this: uh, whenever you write satire, all right, particularly political satire, there has to be a grain of truth to it. Otherwise, it's not funny. I know this because I started writing for Rush Limbaugh back in about 1989. And, and it has to have truth in it. Otherwise, it's just propaganda. Listen to this. Well, it depends on the context. <gasps> what? <laughs> that can't be your answer, you pen lady. Same question, yes or no? Well, we are serious about stopping all forms of hatred, anti-Semitism, Islamophobia. Not <laughs> the second one. And my tea lady, chance to steal. And keep in mind, if you don't say yes, you're going to make me look good, which is really, really hard to do. No, not so really. So I'll ask you straight up. Do you think genocide funny. is bad? It's not funny. Could I submit an answer in writing at a later date? <laughs> Am I winning this hearing? <laughs> Somebody pinch me. <laughs> okay, that's not funny. It's not funny at all because it's not at least Stefanik. And, and nobody's going to find this funny. They're, they're literally making her the butt of the jokes while making the people at the, 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 the real jokes, including Liz McGill, who's the president of MIT, who resigned because of what she said, which was anti-Semitic. And, and honestly, absolutely outrageous. A little bit more of this. Ms. Stefanik, your time is up. Oh, thank God. The chair, the chair recognizes... All right, now here is actually the testimony of Elise Stefanik uh, when she was questioning the three universities who refused to condemn anti-Semitism and Jewish... Uh, uh, Jewicide. Ha! <laughs> Jewicide. <clears throat> genocide against the Jews. Does calling for the genocide of Jews violate MIT's code of conduct? Well, let me see here real quick. I, I don't think this sounds this much like... Hold on. This doesn't sound like Elise Stefanik. Here's, here's SNL. And their, their initiative, here it is. Thank you, Chairwoman. Now, I'm going to start screaming questions at these women like I'm Billy Eichner. Okay, so did you hear that in this? ...or rules regarding bullying and harassment, yes or no? Targeted at individuals, not making public statements. Yes or no? Calling for the genocide of Jews does have, not constitute bullying and harassment? I have not heard... Calling for the genocide for Jews. I'm not hearing the shrill, nonsensical tone that SNL on our campus. But you've heard chants for intifada, so those would not be according to the MIT. Sounds pretty calm, cool, and collected to me, and factual. These code of conduct or rules. That would be um, investigated of, uh, as harassment, if pervasive and severe. Ms. McGill, at Penn, does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Penn's rules or code of conduct? Yes or no? If the speech turns into conduct, it can be harassment. Yes. I am asking, specifically calling for the genocide of Jews. If it is directed and severe or pervasive, it is harassment. So the answer is yes. It is a context-dependent decision. It's a context-dependent decision. No, it's not. If you went out and then said, kill all the black people, it wouldn't be a context-dependent situation. Here's a little bit more of SNL. And, and see if you can uh, find any connection between their character assassination of Elise Stefanik and the truth. Anti-Semitism, yay or nay? I'm sorry, what? Yes or no is calling for the genocide of Jews against the Code of Conduct for Harvard. 
Well, it depends on the... It's, it's just so beyond stupid and insulting. Congresswoman. This is the easiest question to answer yes, Ms. McGill. Is if the yes speech or becomes, no. If the speech becomes conduct, it can be harassed. See, those are the people who need to be made fun of. They're the ones who said the absurd crap. Yes. Conduct meaning committing the act of genocide? The speech is not harassment? And Dr. Gay at Harvard is calling for the genocide of Jews violate Harvard's rules of bullying and harassment. It can be depending on the context. But depending on the context. Context. <gasps> what? <laughs> that can't be your answer, you pen lady. Same question, yes or no? Well, we are serious about stopping... Yeah, they're not making fun of the university presidents. That's why SNL sucks. When I was, uh, when I was younger... I always thought about, you know, I, the reason why I use the name Carson on the radio is because Johnny Carson was my idol, and I always had a great deal of respect for those who wrote comedy. I, I used to like uh, SNL. This isn't funny. This isn't funny. It isn't, uh, it isn't correct. It isn't, uh, it isn't accurate in any way, shape, or form. It's just pure political nonsense. And, uh, and it doesn't come as a surprise because these writers on this show come from these institutions. Most probably they come from these institutions. This is, uh, this is Bill Maher talking about the, uh, the presidents of these universities and who they're raising. This is great. I think they're, you know that phrase, useful idiots? Yeah. <laughs> the, the bigger scandal here is that these are the biggest, most esteemed colleges in the country, and they've raised a bunch of f***ing idiots. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Do I really think they want to wipe out the Jews? I don't. But they have this, you know, they, they live by buzzwords and what they read on TikTok. They want to be an ally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> an ally, you know, of people who are, you know, have more melanin and less money. That's who you have to be an ally. Don't think of it past more than that. 100%. That's the exact truth. And the same people who espouse that are the people who are writing for bad programs that are failing in the ratings, like, uh, let's see, Fallon Kimmel, uh, Colbert, and SNL. We're seeing things that cross the line into true threats, discriminatory harassment. We're seeing things that actually aren't protected. But uh, merely expressive, uh, um, offensive. Uh, this is Bill Maher talking to the, uh, the CEO of the Foundation for Individual Rights and Expression, also known as FIRE. Expression, like saying intifada, that is absolute, uh, absolutely protected. Yes. But can saying things like that be part of a pattern of threats or harassment? Yes. Of course it can be. And it was kind of embarrassing to watch these university presidents of the top institutions in the country not being able to answer that clearly. Yeah, right. and that's the point that you should satirize. But uh, SNL decided to go after their political enemy, uh, and that is Elise Stefanik, which makes it not funny and not accurate. They had to go in front of Congress and convince them that they actually now we're good on free speech, and nobody believed them. Harvard, you know, it earned its position dead last. And I always give the example, you know, when it comes to Harvard, Carol Hooven, for example, she's someone Harvard, who, the dead last as far as freedom of speech survey. Who was on a show? She was promoting a book about testosterone. She made the point that we should be uh, kind and compassionate toward, towards trans people, use their pronouns, but we can't pretend that biological sex isn't real. And the DEI administrator you know, at Harvard you know, started complaining about it. Suddenly students are boycotting her class and writing yeah. petitions. That's what and they she, do. Was, uh, she, she left Harvard because of, because of the environment. And so nobody could actually take seriously yeah. the idea that they, they believe in free speech. Yeah, uh, of course. That's the way they are. Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show.
2024 is going to get nuts. He's just getting a head start. It's the Rob Carson Show. If you've had a good year, I would suggest, if you can, help out the Salvation Army. They've uh, been doing God's work for a number of years. And uh, unlike some charities, uh, the people who run the Salvation Army essentially live a life of poverty. And they do the most good. So uh, don't walk by a kettle. You put something in, and now I understand they're they're finally doing the credit card thing. So I think that's fantastic. Uh, And also your local food pantry. If you can, because, uh, you know, things are not good. The economy sucks. <clears throat> and there's nothing worse than you combine, uh, you know, unemployment and uh, and uh, not being able to pay your bills or stay in your house with the holidays. That's a recipe for disaster. I speak from experience. By the way, uh, Christopher Rufo is saying that Harvard's president, Claudine Gay's Ph.D. dissertation, uh, she may have plagiarized. She may have plagiarized. And then, and then there's other people who are saying that this woman is a DEI hire, which is not a big surprise. She's only been at Harvard for a while. And clearly, if you heard her speak, she's not an intelligent person or like she believe that she is or act like she is. <clears throat> Billionaire hedge fund manager Bill Ackman says Harvard's uh, president, Claudine Gay, was hired because of the school's diversity, equity, inclusion initiative rather than identifying the best leaders for our prestigious universities. Kind of like uh, Kajanji Brown-Jackson in the Supreme Court. Check some boxes. Check some boxes. I, I actually do believe that. And then there's this, listen, this assistant professor at University of Cincinnati is now saying that uh, uh, plagiar- anti-plagiarism policies harm black, black and Latinx students. <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, this idiot, Antar Tikavakunda. Oh, hey, ah, first time, Tikavakunda. Sounds like a, I don't know, maybe a lineman for uh, Miami. Anyway, <clears throat> Tikavunda tells readers to uh, consider how white students have historically had access to exclusive uh, academic resources through their sororities and fraternities, and, uh, and uh, uh, the uh, uh, white students take exams and do homework with unfair advantages, and uh, white students cheat regularly, so black students should be able to plagiarize <laughs> <laughs> oh, and then, of course, uh, Alan Dershowitz is saying that uh, Claudine Gay needs to be fired. And they need to dismantle, discredit, and utterly destroy the Orwellian DEI groupthink that put her there. And this should happen across the board in universities everywhere. And I do believe that the butt is off the rose for academia. People are realizing that uh, you shouldn't have to pay for uh, a product that radicalizes your children, makes them hate you and the country. Harvard is being swarmed by billboard trucks demanding Claudine Gay be fired as she faces mounting pressure from the disastrous anti-Semitism testimony at Capitol Hill. Make them famous. Embarrass them. Ashame them. Destroy them. Make sure they never work in academia again. And this should not stop there. It should happen across the board, across the country. No federal funding for any school that espouses this nonsense. Let's go to uh, Randall in Pacific Grove. Randall, my friend, what's going on, bro? Oh, good morning. Good afternoon. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Talk about Icky Haley. Real quick. Earlier. Okay. Yeah. Um, now, uh, she's her gender isn't subject to the draft, but uh, apparently she's a private contractor. Um, she is. She never served on the front lines in combat, and uh, I want to say that uh, her her gender is not subject to the draft. So the problem I have with these neocons is uh, if she's advocating to get militarily involved, I know that she's going to want the draft. Maybe if they draft yeah. women, that would shut her up. And then they would force them well, to follow the draft. Because we're not united. I, I, 
Yeah, yeah. Well, Johnny uh, or, or uh, Randall, um, as far as the draft is concerned, we're no near, nowhere near the draft. As far as Nikki Haley is concerned, it sounds like she kind of comes from the uh, Dick Cheney uh, wing of the Republican Party, which is throw lots of American money at military conflicts and enrich your buddies in the uh, in the military industrial complex. That's what it seems like to me. And by the way, Joe Biden is so desperate. You can't trust the I know. That's the, also, that's the... Randall, I got to run. I got to run. But you said the magic word. Randall, I told you we got to run. Uh, trust. There you go. Trust is the issue. And if you don't have trust, you got nothing. And the things that Nikki Haley says and the policies that she has espoused do nothing to gain your trust. Same way with, uh, with uh, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy. People don't trust him. Uh, you know, you got to prove it. You got to prove your worthiness. Take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. Hey guys, it's Carson. Imagine this. It's the dead of night. You're lying in bed. Suddenly you hear something go bump. What is your next move? Well, you reach for the ultimate solution. The new MC-14 tip-up pistol from EAA Corp. And Gerson. This game-changing firearm is perfect for those with limited hand strength, disabilities, or anyone seeking a comfortable and user-friendly alternative. Picture this. The MC-14T features an ingenious tip-up barrel design, making loading and unloading a breeze. Say goodnight to struggles while racking a slide. Just load the tip-up barrel, lock it back down, and you're ready to fire. The MC-14T is chambered in 380 ACP, boosting a 13-plus-1 round capacity. With its reliable stopping power and compact size, it's an excellent choice for personal defense, complete with accessory rail and ambidextrous safeties. Experience a new level of convenience. Available with all EAA Corp. distributors, starting at an incredibly affordable MSRP of just $498. Don't miss out on this game-changing firearm. Visit EAACorp.com today. That's EAACorp.com. I'm going to admit something that I'm not proud of. This weekend, uh, well, let me just say, we've got a house, you know, it's a little uh, uh, house and about 1,700 square foot in uh, the Kansas side of Kansas City, and and they had to do a lot of repairs on it and fixes on it, and there's a lot of things about the house. It's a fixer-upper, of course, and we've got terrible, terrible closets in the master bedroom. The master bedroom, master bedroom, dear God, it's 12 by 12. It's a master bedroom, 15 by, maybe 15, I don't even know. And, but it's but we got these crappy closets, so I decided to do the uh, IKEA wall unit, which is uh, we did in uh, D.C. And these are big old wall units <clears throat> you put up, and it's a, it's essentially a standing closet, right? It's got drawers and everything. Because I was tired of, I got like literally, and you know this, men, <clears throat> men in the audience. Uh, cisgendered men, <laughs> whatever, uh, you, you know, women uh, generally get all the closet space and the shoe space and all that. And you get a couple drawers and you get a little space over here. That's generally the ways it goes. I mean, maybe you're rich and everything and you, you have walk-in closets for each of your, 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 your but not here in, in, uh, in Realville, as, as Rush used to call it. <laughs> so I literally had uh, one, two, three, four. I had four drawers small for all of my stuff and two clothing racks in one of the little closets we have, and my wife had four clothing, clothing racks and everything else. So I got one of these wall units, right, and I go, and I, and I ordered it online, and I, I, here's where I let you down. <clears throat> I knew that my neighbor's son uh, assembles stuff if you pay him. And I paid somebody to, to put together the IKEA unit. 
I did. I did. Because, you know, honestly, I'm not going to do it anymore. I, I'm just, I'm done. I'm done. The last time I put together an Ikea unit uh, was in, uh, well, I put a couple of them together. One of them was uh, years ago, I put together a pantry with 300 screws. And my goal was to not curse while putting it together. It was my goal. And I got to the very last screw. And it went, ting, and it dropped on the floor. And it started to roll. And in slow motion, I went, no! And it rolled to the furnace vent and went in the furnace vent. And I could hear it going, ting, 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 ting. All the way into the basement, it was gone forever. And I unleashed a string of profanity that it was so beyond epic that it still hangs above Cincinnati and they still have to direct air traffic around it. That's how bad it was. Then I put together the wall unit in D.C. and it took me two days. And I said, uh, no. So I had somebody put it together. And I wrestled with a lot of guilt. <clears throat> a lot of guilt until it was done. <laughs> but we have a wall unit and I have drawers now. Yeah, at least for a while until she gets back, then I'm going to be screwed. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of folks on my Christmas list are getting Omaha steaks this year, because um, it is it is such a wonderful gift. Uh, steak is there's something about steak, you know it, and a, and a burger. There's something great about it. The, the feeling in your teeth, the flavor, the juiciness, the awesomeness. Nobody does it better than Omaha steaks. They just don't, and and they will get you. Like one of my one of my recipients got their package today because they've been very good. And so uh, right now, if you go to omahasteaks.com, because you know this show here, right here, this show, you're going to save 50% off site-wide. Whoop. Yeah. All right. So whether you want the steaks, whether you want the burgers, whether you want the, uh, the desserts, uh, every steak, an entree, flash frozen, vacuum sealed, ready when you are, unconditional, 100% money back guarantee. And again, 50% off site-wide right now at omahasteaks.com. Do it now. You still got two weeks. You got two weeks before Christmas, all right? Maybe it's Hanukkah gift. I don't know. Anyway, OmahaSteaks.com, 50% sidewise, $30 more when you use my name at the checkout, all right? So you can get uh, Butcher's Cut Filet Mignon, Mouthwatering Burgers, Jumbo Franks, Gourmet Jumbo Franks, all of that, half price, 50% off sidewide, OmahaSteaks.com, use my name at the checkout for another $30 off your order, and of course, that is uh, Rob Carson. Rob Carson is the name. So Joe Biden has invited uh, Vladimir Zelensky to the White House in a show of solidarity as the clash with Republicans on aid continues. Do you know why this is? Because the world is saying, "Uh, you know, we don't really believe Ukraine anymore. A German research body that tracks donations to Ukraine says the value of pledges fell 90% between autumn 2022 and 2023 with levels dwindling since this summer around the time of Kiev's spring offensive. You know why? Because they don't know where the money's going, and they're not seeing any progress. That's why. That's why it's happening. Yeah. Pledges of military and financial aid to Ukraine are now lower than they were before the renewed Russian invasion of Ukraine in February of 2022. This is uh, Tony Blinken this weekend begging for money for Ukraine, and the Republicans are saying, you're not getting a damn dime until you close the border. And uh, that's what they should do, by the way. I, I want to move to Ukraine this week. You, uh, aid was held That's up Martha to, to Ukraine. How concerned are you about that with winter coming on? Uh, very concerned. Um, we need to see this supplemental budget request go through as quickly as possible. 
Um, Ukraine has done uh, an extraordinary job in no. defending against this Russian aggression. No. Over the past year, it's taken back more than 50% of its territory. No. It's engaged in a ferocious uh, battle right now along the eastern and southern fronts. Uh, we are running out of uh, resources already in the bank to continue to assist them. Uh, and we need them. Uh, I would point out as well. Okay, let the let the rest of the world, let the NATO nations take care of it. Let the adjacent countries take care of it. Honestly, nobody believes you anymore. People began to really question when they they saw this attempt to uh, uh, to make uh, to create a wave of patriotic fervor for Ukraine. The Congress did it. They invited Zelensky, who dressed like a, a Miami a Miami drug dealer, to come in before Congress, and they draped a Ukrainian flag. And the American people went, uh, "Bull crap! We don't believe you." They did. The American people don't believe it. And our Congress is just sending over hundreds of millions of dollars billions of dollars and they're not willing to give us an itemized list i saw there was a there was a video posted online i'm waiting to uh uh to validate it but this is over in a port in uh, a, a european uh, vacation destination and they say they've never seen so many ukrainian yachts at the port and, and a lot of people are saying that this whole uh, Ukraine thing is a massive money laundering scandal, which is what I said, actually, <laughs> I guess, when it first started. This is uh, Representative Corey Mills talking about uh, the, the money that Congress wants, or I should say the president wants for Ukraine, that the Republicans are saying, I don't think so. Money going to Ukraine. We have demanded everything from Warren Davidson's bill, which is to find the Mission Act, so that we actually understand what is the military strategic objective, got shot down. No one wanted to approve it. We've asked exactly how. How the money was allocated for 100% audit on it have never received it. I can tell no, we should trust Congress, the same group that lies to us about everything. Tell you now, I will not vote for my constituents, not one single penny to be allocated to Ukraine when we know the corruption that's going on and we have zero understanding of the oversight. Are they laundering money? I think it's Ukraine? very possible. I think it's uh, we can't take anything off the table of possibilities. No, we should trust the most corrupt country in the world where the president, President Zelensky, just outlawed the election. So it's not a democracy. They keep telling us that it's the it's a fight against the uh, the evils of uh, of, uh, you know, whatever. And then democracy is at stake. Um, Zelensky just made the country into a dictatorship. I mean, when you got that much money and you can't define exactly how it's being utilized, that's a real problem for me. But the circumvention of Congress, that just goes to show you how desperate the Biden administration is, but also the fact that they will not uphold the Constitution in any way. I mean, look, not that surprising from a guy who said the Congress, that Constitution is not absolute. I mean, that was his exact comments. Yeah, well, yeah. it's uh, the American people see through it. You know, you, your gut told you. And now the more they refuse to answer and just say, send the damn money, the more you go, no, you know, I don't think so. And the whole world's that way, 90%. 90% reduction in aid around the world. Because we're the last people who are falling for it. Because Joe Biden is in charge, and his presidency is the quid pro quo. Let's go to Eileen in Santa Cruz. Hello, Eileen. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. Good morning, Rob. Yeah. Hello. Um, you, uh, I was completely cracking up when you were talking about putting the IKEA furniture together. Oh, Oh. Uh, and they're done that. So you know what I do now? I buy it um, pre-made from somebody else uh, who's assembled it, and I just buy it used. Uh, oh, well, that's a good idea, too. Yeah, those IKEA units are great. 
And I, and I wanted to tell you, I'm going to order some of those Omaha steaks for my son for Christmas. So that's a great idea. And then I wanted to ask you, have you ever heard of the the documentary called uh, Ukraine on Fire that was done by Oliver Stone? And, no. Um, so uh, there, my uh, journalism school teacher, Lee Stranahan, he, he's in that film, too. I think he might have been part of uh, putting it together. He was the lead investigative reporter for Breitbart and worked with Andrew and uh, actually even worked with Ariana Huffington before before that. So anyway, he, he's got a very interesting perspective. He's very well-researched on the Ukraine situation. All right. Well, Eileen, I'm going to tell you, as far as these wall units are concerned, when I left Washington, D.C., we left the wall unit because there was no freaking way I was going to take that thing apart and move with it. There's no way. So this one, too, it's going to stay with the house because, yeah. you know, you could you can do a sideboard. You can do a little end table. By the way, don't buy their chairs, their living room furniture. It, it's crap. I'm just gonna. Yeah. It's really. It's super duper crap. It'll fall apart eventually. There may be some I, I, exceptions, but you know. But by and large, the the furniture is crap. <clears throat> yeah, I love the furniture. I love the the systems where you can make them into dresser drawers or bookcases. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. Those work really well. Yeah. All right, Eileen. Thanks for the phone call. I do appreciate. It. God bless you and Merry Christmas. Uh, yeah. Oh, and then you know what happened? I go to. I decided to go to IKEA because I, I I ordered way too much. <laughs> Here's what happens when you order when you have no attention span. I ordered like $400 worth of extra crap, all right? And I didn't mean to. And I didn't spend a lot of money on this, but but I, I had a bunch of these. Uh, I ordered too many shelves and too many this and too many that. So I piled them all in the back of the car. I'm thinking maybe I've got $150 worth of stuff. It was $400 uh, worth of stuff that I over-ordered. So I decided to walk around Ikea. And now in Ikea, when you go into Ikea, uh, first of all, I'll just tell you that if you go in with your wife, um, you're going to want to either go into one of the bedroom areas and sleep or or die uh, because you're going to be there for a very long time. And they have these arrows. You're supposed to follow the arrows, right? So I missed an arrow. I missed an arrow. And twice I went back to the pillows in the bedding. It was like Groundhog Day. Twice. I'm like, and I was lost. I was confounded. I, I was like, what the hell? And I went the first time. I said, wait, I've walked by this before. So I took the arrows again and I did the same thing. So I came back and I'm looking at the, the pillows and the comforters and then I go through the kitchen stuff with the, you know, all that crap. And I'm like, I'm never going to get out of here. And finally, there was a little sign right over here on the right that said, shortcut to the checkout. And it was right there. The answer was right there. I could have starved to death in that building had I not found that little thing. And it was to the checkout. And you know what they got there? The little cafe where you can get meatballs and salmon. What the hell? What is wrong with you people? And then you do instructions where it's just pictures and no words. Honestly, really? How'd you like to do that with a, I don't know, a, a house? You know, uh, yeah, you know, let's just put it together without the words. Let's just do pictures. I have a real problem with the spatial stuff. I can't see it in my head, and so I end up putting it together and then have to take apart part of it and doing that. And the same thing happened when I put together the wardrobe in Washington, D.C. Got to the very end. Oh, and they were missing a part. The very end, literally two days of construction, one part hanging the door, missing. And I was so pissed that I drove 25 miles to Ikea, and I walked into the returns, and I put the, the, the piece of paper on there, and I said, you go in there, and you uh, cannibalize one of those in your, uh, in your facility, because I'm not taking it apart, and I'm not going to wait. So go in there and find this part. And you know what they did? 
they did it. They got it. So there you go. That's kind of cool. You know what I think we need? I think we need. Uh, I think we need a, a a piece of comedy, don't you? Let's do. Hold on a second. Let me think of. Uh, we need. A, we need a new parody. I think we've got some new parodies here that uh, Jim Gossett has done. Um, yeah, we just did that. We just did that. Um, all right. Well, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to come back. I was I was gonna play play a piece of satire. I I won't. I'm gonna wait until after the break because I have much to get to. Uh, here's a number. It's eight hundred nine two two six six eight zero. We're not gonna talk about IKEA anymore. By the way, this is the Rob Carson Show. going to do the Ikea assembly this year. Uh, by the way, if you want to see the new uh, Christmas decoration that I put up in the living room while my wife's out of town, uh, just go to my Twitter page at Rob Carson Show or on Instagram. I think you will find it quite uh, quite interesting. I mentioned we're going to play a piece of satire. This is our new transgender Christmas song from uh, Jim Gossett about changing genders because you know it can happen, including in your marriage, right around Christmas time. Sing along, everybody. I saw Daddy dressed like Mrs. Claus. It happened. Changed his pronouns to us, they and them. Okay. He painted pink his toes. Toes. Put earrings in his lobe. Bubblegum toes. When Mommy tried to disagree, he called her a transphobe. Of course. I saw Mommy kissing Mrs. Claus. Hello. Santa changed his gender since last year. Oh, never mind. Mm. A sex change was his goal It's taken quite a toll Why he even cut off his North Pole And his, uh... When Mom told him you're not Mrs. Claus Rum balls are good Thought that he or she or it would scream <laughs> He raised his manly voice hey. Said Lane Bryan is my choice Big and tall And yelled, woman, don't you dare name me and that's because I'm doing a, uh, a transgender uh, update here on the show. Normally, we do the uh, gender confusion. I have a different one this time uh, for this story coming out of uh, uh, San Francisco. Now, you Gen Zers may not know the crying game. Story about a guy who falls in love with a beautiful woman of color. And spoiler alert, 30 years later... When they go to seal the deal, she had man parts. <laughs> so a, uh, a prostitute is facing second-degree murder charges after a man was uh, was uh, reported uh, killed. Officials arrested and charged a 20-year-old Leon Butler. I don't even know where to start with that. November the 22nd. Uh, Butler claims he shot 32-year-old Hamzu Walapupu, I'm not kidding, in self-defense during a dispute. The victim apparently had discovered the suspect tra was transgender, wanted his money back. You know, the first uh, clue is when your uh, uh, call girl's name is Leon. Um, that's that probably one thing that might uh, give it up there, you know. Uh, anyway... 
So, uh, according to court documents filed in the U.S. District Court, the uh, incident reportedly unfolded on November the night when uh, Butler agreed to a date with everything, everything, with uh, Walla Poo Poo, uh, who insisted on taking her to Chrissy Field, stop it, where Butler was uncomfortable. Uh, apparently, the uh, the encounter uh, took a dark turn <laughs> after uh, Butler disclosed her transgender identity after oral sex, prompting Walla Poo Poo demand a refund. He said, hey, I told you to hold the sausage. Actually, I just made that up. Anyway, the suspect... <laughs> not making fun of the incident. I just, you know. Uh, the suspect reportedly refused to return the money, and the victim tried to push him out of the vehicle. Butler was accused of killing the guy because he wouldn't drive him back to the area where the initial pickup uh, occurred, while a poo-poo uh, then tried to get out of the car. However, the suspect pulled a gun out of his purse <laughs> and shot the victim. So that's, uh, that's what you get, I guess, there. You might want to just kind of ask. Um... Uh, there was a, another incident over the summer when uh, Butler allegedly sprayed bear mace at a crowded pride event, later resisted arrest by uh, an assault, arresting officer. Leon uh, Butler is the uh, woman's name. <laughs> okay. By the way, the outlet noted that Butler presented himself in court as a woman, and apparently the attorney, the defense attorney, is saying his client is apparently uh, not safe because he is in a, a men's prison, an all-male unit, and uh, didn't think it's appropriate. No, no privacy. Every cell has a glass door, and I'm sure uh, it'd probably be easy to get cigarettes. I'm just saying, Leon could probably get some serious cigarettes. Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen. Ah, mmm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. This is the Rob Carson Show. This is the Rob Carson Show, and this, my friends, is our number three of the... I've said Rob Carson show. There you go. How about that? That was almost kind of fancy, the way I said that. Real good. It's like a minute for a living or something. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff going on in the uh, in the nation today. We're going to get to all of the, uh, the absurdity of it, including the absurdity that uh, there were people who are still saying that Joe Biden getting $20 million in loans or $10 million or whatever is uh, clearly just, uh, uh, they are just uh, off the books, uh, you know, between family members. Yeah, that's, that's what they're saying right now. The mainstream media, it's really, um, it is remarkable. It is remarkable what they have done to us, what they have asked us to believe for years now. Russia collusion, uh, the, uh, the uh, Hunter Biden's laptop was a lie. You know, they, they tried to make us, con- and then uh, Joe Biden got 51 intel agents to sign a document that said that Russia collusion, uh, that, that uh, the laptop was not real, and, and it was all a big lie Joe Biden could use in a debate. The, the FBI, the DOJ, the DHS were up to their ankles, up to their heads in 
in uh, in throwing the 2020 election. They were. There's no doubt about it. There's no doubt about it at all. Our federal government uh, was involved in electioneering, not only in 2016, but 2020, 2022. I can go on and on, and all of this is going to come out. All of it has come out, and the only people who are denying it are people like, you know, Joe Scarborough and the morons uh, and the mainstream media who have lost all credibility at all. Every single bit of credibility because they've lied so much to us about everything. And you understand it. You know that there's a reason why. Like Newsmax, primetime, ratings up 50%. Uh, Fox News, down like 30%. ABC, CBS, NBC, none. I mean, honestly, not even players anymore in evening news. Because nobody believes they're crap anymore. I mean, I used to watch. I used to watch the nightly news. It was a thing I watched every night. I live in the Midwest. It was generally five thirty news local, six o'clock national. That's the way it was. And, and we'd watch people like Peter Jennings, like pre nine eleven. And we'd watch. Uh, you know, I don't really Walter Cronkite. Maybe I don't really remember watching. It was in the early seventies. I was a little kid. But you you watched it, and you didn't just expect it was going to be a nonstop propaganda assault but it is it really is Here, here's an example this is james comer on nbc on meet the press and here's the host i mean literally you look at a president who's gotten upwards of 50 million dollars it has been proven through bank records through transactions through emails you've got 56 pages of evidence showing vice president joe Biden used multiple email a- aliases private email addresses to communicate with his associates main financial architect directing uh, directly refuting previous public statements that the president has made that he had no knowledge of his son's business dealings the president appears now uh, now uh, to not only have had knowledge but also been intimately involved in hunter biden's business dealings the material released on friday further corroborated the uh, the previous testimony of irs agents joseph ziegler and gary shapley if you continue this lie what is that going to do to your network what is that going to do to your job Well, your ratings are going to continue to shrink, and eventually you're going to be out of a job because you're nothing more than a tool. Listen to this on Meet the Press with James Comer, who has been uncovering all of this corruption of the Biden family. Here it is. Come on. The money that you have uncovered that has come from Hunter Biden, the president's son, and has made it to Joe Biden himself. Now, in each one of these instances, there is a paper trail that demonstrates that these were interest-free loans from the president to his son. So explain to me how an interest-free loan, which one could argue Joe Biden actually... There's no paperwork at all. ...lost money on, an example of him being benefited from influence peddling. Well, you say there's evidence proving it's a loan. I've never seen evidence that, that proves it's a loan. Uh, I'm from a banking background. Uh, if if I loan you $250,000 and then you pay me back $250,000, then I should have a check to you for $250,000. Is that... Am well, I wrong but there on is, that? But there is, <laughs> sir, uh, you There's have bank not. records. You have There's bank records not. that show no, no, that the money don't. came from one no, we account not. into we the not. other that's account. That's not true. You're mis- that's, I, I'm sorry, but that is not true. You're- Literally, the anchor is trying to tell the guy investigating that everything he knows is not true. All of the evidence that he's uncovered is not true. Uh, not providing factual information. You're providing talking points from the White House and the Biden legal team. Uh, look, it's very easy to prove a loan. Uh, what they have 
shown the press uh, is, is not proof of a loan. Remember, we released an email last year from a bank examiner that uh, when they saw that $5 million wire from... $5 million, that's not just a loan. China into yeah. what they... It'd be a hell of a loan, and, and considering uh, Joe Biden's supposed to be the poorest guy in, the, in Congress, you know, Mr. Blue Collar, Mr. Lunchbucket. Called a dormant account of Hunter Biden's. Uh, they said it was an investment company with no investments, and they uh, needed to know what that $5 million wire was before they filed a suspicious activity yeah. report. They didn't want to file a report against the son of the vice president of the United States. They said, what is this $5 million? And he said, it's a loan. Right. Remember, that's the theme that they've been saying. They said, okay, well, we need... Yeah, they see, money launderers always use that. They say it's a loan. There's no paper trail at all for the loan. There's no interest payments. There's not even a uh, loan document that says it's interest-free. That man is just a tool. And they've been trying this on a, on a couple of people on the national media, and they've getting their uh, asses handed to them. The media's getting their rear ends handed to them on this because they're so ultimately unprepared. Vivek Ramaswamy the other day was being interrogated by uh, Martha. No, who was it? Uh, was it Martha Raddus? No, 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 no. It was somebody even worse than that. Um, talking about January the 6th and the fact that there was no destruction inside the Capitol. And, and the, the tapes of January the 6th show that uh, they were let in all and on. There was no violence. There was no $100 million worth of damage. It was not worse than 9-11. It was not worse than Pearl Harbor. And, and yet this, this anchor decides to go after him and Vivek uh, just picked them apart, picked her apart. It really, it's just, honestly, keep it coming. And this is how you defeat people. This is how you defeat the left. You defeat them with facts. Because they're always going to talk to you with bumper stickers. Well, there's no evidence of that. Well, let me just show you the evidence. I went to a party this weekend. It was a wassail party. And it's a, that's a wine, you know, they mix wine with the cinnamon sticks and all that. I don't drink, of course, you know. And, uh, and we're hanging out there. And all of the people, a lot of the people there are flaming lips, right? And, uh, and generally, I, I, don't, I don't talk politics when I'm out because I'm off the clock. I don't talk politics. But uh, this one woman, I could tell she was a snarky lib, and uh, she knew what I do for a living, and she said something about, uh, you know, yeah, you know, conservatives are funny and this and that. And I just said, well, the, the joke is in the White House. And there were a couple people standing there, and they laughed. And she goes, well, I guess she kind of got me there. I mean, li literal, flaming libtard. And all I had to do was point out what a terrible president Joe Biden is. And she had no defense for it. It was marvelous. It was absolutely marvelous. And you know what? We went with sailing after that. I didn't drink, but I, I steered the boat. <laughs> I steered the boat. And this is, oh, listen to this. This is, uh, oh, this is one of the reasons why Mitt Romney and Chris Christie are done. Done to done, 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 done. Here's Mitt Romney saying there's no evidence for impeachment. Joe Biden has done nothing wrong. There's no evidence for impeachment. Now, this is the same, I'll just say it, jackass who voted for impeaching Donald Trump for nothing. Nothing at all. And here's what he's saying now about Joe Biden. As you know, House Republicans have signaled that they may vote as early as this week on an impeachment inquiry into President Biden, despite the fact that they haven't shown yet a direct link between Hunter Biden's business dealings and President Biden. Have you seen any evidence that President Biden has committed high crimes and misdemeanors? No, I, I, I don't uh, see any evidence of that at oh all. Oh, my God. Uh, I think before you begin an impeachment inquiry, you ought to have some evidence, some inclination. In the first impeachment of Donald Trump, there was one person who overheard a phone call with the Ukrainian president. That was enough for an impeachment. The second impeachment, it was January the 6th. They couldn't prove a damned thing. Nothing. 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 Exonerated. Both times. You've got decades of evidence 
classified documents, uh, bank records, money transfers, LLCs. Honestly, you insult me. You insult the American people when you say this. Mitt Romney, you are such a tool. Uh, that there's been wrongdoing, and so far that is very slick. He's very slick. He's Mitt Romney. Hello, I'm Mitt Romney. How are you, Mitt Romney? Nature that's been provided. Uh, so Romney. are you opposed to the impeachment inquiry? Well, if I were in the House, I'd vote against it, unless they were able to bring forward uh, uh, evidence that suggests that there, there were a high crime or misdemeanor that had been uh, committed. But oh, I, I think, uh, you know, influence peddling. Uh, and, and then, by the way, it will be shown eventually that all of this, all of this money resulted in policy changes. Uh, right now, Joe Biden's presidency is the quid pro quo. Right now, we know Joe Biden was involved in a Ukrainian gas company with his son getting the prosecutor investigating the gas company fired because they were crooked. And we also know that Joe Biden got $5 million for that gas company. The family did. And we've set Ukraine $120 billion without any, any documentation. We don't know what the money's being spent for. We don't know where it's going. Weird, right? Uh, China. China's gotten $10 million. They've given $10 million to Joe Biden plus $75 million to the Penn Biden Center at the University of Pennsylvania. And Joe Biden got rid of the Keystone XL pipeline, made us energy dependent on other countries, and then said we're going to electrify all of the, elect the vehicles. We're going to spend trillions of dollars on windmills that are a failure and electric cars, and all of the batteries and all the parts of those products come from China. Joe Biden's presidency is the quid pro quo. Do you know why I know that? Say it with me. Because I'm not stupid. But here is uh, Chris Christie, who is a third party candidate, by the way, uh, doing the same thing. Chris Christie, who will never be the president ever, 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 because he's awful and nobody likes him. Uh, here he is saying that there's no evidence at all of Joe Biden corruption. Is it unfair for the House to be, according to the Speaker, going ahead with a vote to open an, uh, an impeachment inquiry? That's... The test for that is high crimes and misdemeanors. Well, look, I don't know. I think it would be unfair to vote articles of impeachment because there's no evidence there. But I think the House has an appropriate oversight function. Now, Andrea, whether that's done with the There is more than enough evidence to impeach him. And honestly, impeachment inquiry shouldn't even be a question at this point. House Oversight Committee or whether it's done through an impeachment inquiry, I think what matters the most is that people get all the information they need about the president's conduct for Congress to prove. Uh, I guess this jackweed hasn't been paying attention to the news for the last three years. I, I just, honestly, I t this is the old guard GOP that I've been telling you is dead. They're dead. They're gone. They, they have no clue. At all. They are the old guard GOP. They are the old establishment Dick Cheney, Paul Ryan GOP. They don't even know they're dead. They are so done. Chris Christie is done. Mitt Romney is done. Done, done, done. All of them. Kevin McCarthy, done. Go work for MSNBC. It is a joke. You are laughable at this point. Why would you even say that? What are you trying to do? You've seen copious evidence. You've seen three years of FBI, DHS, DOJ involvement, not only censoring America's speech. You've seen it. You've seen it. And you've said nothing about it. You've also seen the open border just flooding in millions of people, military aid individuals. You haven't said a damn thing. God almighty, just fade into oblivion. You are so just ridiculously done.
And for you to say that there's no evidence of impeachment shows how ungodly out of touch you are. Here's Greg Jarrett talking about, uh, you know, Joe Biden, just a, a sampling of what the Biden family's involved with. At least 24 million from Beijing sold through this labyrinth of shell companies and eventually to his family members. That figure. No, no, those are interest free loans. There's actually a fraction of the total cash haul. Factor in millions from yeah. China, yeah. millions from Ukraine, yeah. Kazakhstan, Romania. Yeah. There's no evidence, according to Mitt Romney and uh, Turd Ferguson. I mean, uh, Chris Christie. Half a dozen other countries over which Joe Biden exerted influence. Please. You're probably closer to $50 million banked by the Bidens wow. in these suspected influence peddlings. Yeah, and we know it, and everybody knows it. And I honestly, uh, you are despicable human beings for saying that there's no uh, evidence for even an inquiry. Honestly, it's laughable. Uh, Hunter Biden feels like he's being picked on. I've got some audio from a podcast, the only uh, podcast who would have him, coming up next. And also, uh, Eric Adams in New York says that Santa Biden isn't coming to help out the people of New York. Yeah, this is The Rob Carson Show. I listened to a little uh, uh, music radio. Um, I got to XM, whatever, in the car. I don't listen to it very often. I listen to the comedy channel generally because, you know, sometimes I need to take a break from <laughs> From everything I listen to Comedy Central or the classic, there's a channel that has classic comedy on it. And uh, so um, we got that. And uh, and then I was listening. I decided to listen to Christmas music. And I, I turned it over to a contemporary Christmas channel. And now, nah, yeah, I like some new stuff, but I, I can't get just suddenly like Taylor Swift covering one of my favorite, uh, you know, favorite things. You know, I don't... Uh, uh, you know, I just no, no, couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. So I had to turn that off of there real quick. Um, anyway, uh, but I am getting in the Christmas spirit. I am in the. Uh, I am definitely in the Christmas spirit. I'm the Hanukkah spirit, by the way, and the uh, Hanukkah spirit as well. So uh, uh, Hunter Biden is a scumbag piece of crap. Um, I'm going to mention something real quick here. Uh, uh, the women that Hunter Biden um, uh, had sex with and uh, and paid he, their pimps and their handlers were trafficked. They were trafficked. Uh, no women uh, in prostitution outside of Nevada in this country are doing it because they want to do it. Uh, they are being forced into it uh, either by poverty or b literally being trafficked. Hunter Biden uh, trafficked women. He was involved in the trafficking of women. And you may see him having sex with these prostitutes and smoking his crack and all that stuff. But uh, know that these women are not there because they want to be prostitutes. They were trafficked over state lines and presumably uh, country borders. He's a scumbag and he needs to go to jail forever. Honestly, forever. But uh, he was... Um, he was on a uh, the Moby podcast. Moby is a uh, little listened to uh, musical artist. He was kind of a big deal in the '90s, I guess, or at least some people tried to make him into a big thing, even though nobody listened to his music at all. You know, uh, it's like Oasis, good good band. They had a couple hits that are beaten to death by radio, but honestly, eh, you know, not as good as everybody says they are. So the Moby podcast on Friday, they, uh, they had Hunter Biden on, and he said he's not going to let these mother bleepers use me as just another example of why people in recovery are never going to be okay. So he's using his choice to be a, a, a gigantic coke addict. 
Uh, and sorry, yeah, it's a choice. He wasn't a victim. He's a rectum. He spent $700,000 on prostitutes alone. And, and here he is on the Moby podcast playing victim, or I would like to say rectum. There were still some real significant voices of some, and some with real money and intellectual public standing inside of Russia. He didn't argue with them on the merits. He didn't argue with them about economic policy and democracy and the freedom to vote because he knew he'd lose that argument. So what did he do? He labeled them pedophiles. He planted child pornography on their laptops and their computers. Okay, so I guess that's Hunter saying that stuff was planted on his laptop? Yeah? Here's some more. Recognizing uh, your resentments and trying to let them go. That's the way that I do it. Number one, I recognize that none of this is is necessarily about me. No, it is. They are trying to, in in their most uh, illegitimate way, but rational way, they're trying to destroy a presidency. Oh, no, he's doing a good job on his own. And so it's not about me. And they're... Uh, No, it's about you guys. Most base way, what they're trying to do is they're trying to... Nobody believes you. Kill me knowing that it will be a pain greater than my... You've been trying to kill yourself! ...father could be able to handle, and so therefore destroying a presidency in that way. And so I realized that, (laughs) that it's not about me. And then the second thing that I realized is that these people are just sad, very, very sick people that have most likely just faced trauma. Hold on a second, hold on, hold on. Um... Hunter Biden is calling his opposition sad and sick. Second thing that I realize is that (laughs) these people are just sad, very, very sick people. Really sad and sick people pay $700,000 for adult entertainment, including trafficked prostitutes. You sick, pathetic loser who's going to jail. The only thing missing from all the reports in this indictment is Joe Biden's connection. And that was done on purpose by David Weiss. You think this is a fair indictment? You think that this is uh, not the truth? You would be absolutely uh, right. It is not about the truth. It is uh, BS. We'll get to the other side of that in just a second. This is the Rob Carson Show. Right now in New York State Supreme Court is a ridiculous, never brought before case, using a statute against me that has never been used, where a jury is not allowed. I'm not allowed a jury, and where a radical left judge has refused to let go of the case which was brought by the most corrupt attorney general in the United States. Yeah, and he's not going to uh, he's not going to uh, uh, take the stand today because the uh, the judge already has the, his mind made up. Everybody knows it. Uh, we have a special guest going to be joining us one second. This is uh, Donald Trump talking about what he's going to do when he's reelected. You at my side, we will demolish the deep state. We will expel the warmongers from our government. We will drive out the globalists. We will cast out the communists, Marxists, and fascists. We will throw off the sick political class that hates our country. We will rout the fake news media. We will evict Joe Biden from the White House. And we will finish this job 
of making our country great again. Now, it's uh, kind of interesting because I saw on a uh, Twitter feed for our next guest, uh, Javier Millet, he is the new president of Argentina. He is, like Trump, a uh, messy-haired patriot with a hot girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> anyway, he has just reduced Argentine government departments from 21 to 9. That's what I would like to see happen in the United States. And you can start with the DHS, then the IRS, then this iteration of the FBI and the DOJ. Absolutely. Fred Von Cannon is a first-time congressional candidate from North Carolina. I got that from his Twitter feed this morning because I wanted to have him on. He is a Christian conservative, and I wanted to know what is driving him to do such a thing. Because, honestly, uh, what sane person would, considering how conservatives are treated? And Fred Von Cannon joins us on the Newsmax Online. Hello, sir. How are you? I am good, Rob. Thanks for having me on. Um... Yeah, there's a lot of people that uh, are checking my sanity, but the reality is we uh, I believe this country is worth saving, and, and I think courage, uh, courage is uh, contagious, and if we have the right people and enough of the right people, we can turn this thing around. And, and that agenda that you just uh, played from Donald Trump uh, is spectacular. We, we need to do all that. That 20-some uh, down to 9 was, I think, on my tweet I said this morning, a good start. <laughs> oh, yes, absolutely. Uh, you know, all the, all the ones you mentioned, plus uh, let's do education and a few others. Yes, absolutely, 100%. We have so many worthless departments. We also, Fred, I don't know if you heard this, and I'll call you Fred until you become congressman, then I'll call you congressman. Uh, but Fred, <laughs> um, you know, we've got literally uh, federal agencies, most federal agencies under 50% uh, occupation in federal buildings, some as low as 7%, like, by the way, the IRS. Now, the IRS uh, got another $87 billion in funding, and yet they are only they only have seven percent of their offices occupied. Uh, it is utterly ridiculous. Fred, let me ask you this: Why are why are you doing this? Why did you decide you needed to be involved here, and you were going to run for Congress? Well, I think that we can, um, you know, all enumerate all the problems that are uh, that we have right now. We've got the open border. We've got uh, we need to protect our kids. We've got endless wars that we get into. We've got the economy, energy independence that we just gave away with Biden. You know, our country doesn't run on windmills, and it's never going to. And so, um, we can go through all those problems and go through uh, all the solutions, which I have great solutions for. But the reality is, and the answer to your question is. We really have to – those aren't the problems. The real problem is that we are not sending the right people to Washington to deal with those problems. And so that's why I'm running. I've got a background that's, that's maybe a little unique. Um, we grew up with literally nothing, um, no toys, no Christmas, no birthday, no, you know, same clothes to school every day. The first toothbrush I ever owned was issued to me in boot camp when I was 19 years old. So wow. I know what it's like to come from nothing uh, but I also know what the American dream is. And in this country, I, the Navy helped me pay for a degree. And then I got my master's degree and got started a couple businesses. I'm the only businessman in this race. I have over 100 employees. I know what that's like. Uh, I'm a veteran. I've served this country. I think we need people with the right life experience um, that can go up there. And also not just the right life experiences, but with a backbone of steel like, like President Trump has. And and there's a few up there, and they just need some fortifications, and that's, that's why I'm going. We need the right people 
up there to solve these problems. Now, Fred, let me ask you this. Uh, how, how tough has it been being a business owner uh, with regard to the last three years, uh, with regard to COVID, all of that nonsense? How hard has it been with Joe Biden as president as somebody who employs other people? It's, uh, I mean... <laughs> You got it. You nailed it. It's, you know, I've got a business uh, that's probably worth half or a third of what it was uh, when Joe Biden took office. Um, the amount of, of exits on small businesses selling their business from the first quarter of 21 to the first quarter of this year is down 98 percent from 265 billion to 6 billion of exit of, of startup companies. So its economy is just locked up. People are afraid to invest. The interest rates are high. The future is unknown. And so it really just is. I mean, it's not a good business climate, Un unlike exact opposite of what we had with President Trump. If you lower tax rates, you uh, ease regulations, you get people to invest their money, and, and everything goes, jobs increase, uh, everything goes better. And, and we've gone exactly backwards in the economy. Excellent. Absolutely. Now, um, what is the reaction you're getting, by the way? When did you, when did you officially announce, and how's the reaction been in North Carolina uh, to your candidacy? We had, uh, I think, about 400 people come to our launch event. It was uh, humbling. Um, I've seen people that are incumbents that don't have that, so I, I was really uh, humbled by that. We've had a great, uh, great reception um, with with uh, activists, with voters, um, you know, with certain folks in D.C. that I I think are going to help us. And so, yeah, it's been just across the board. We I think we've had a, a really good, really humbling uh, response. This is a big uh, primary here. They, they, our favorite hobby here in North Carolina is redistricting, and they just did it again here about six weeks ago. And so uh, it drew me into a, uh, a huge Republican district, a uh, very strong Republican, but there's about 10 or 12 that will be in this primary. We're in the middle of our filing period, which ends on Friday, so we'll know the exact number, but I think we're already up to 8 or 10. And so um, that's you know that that's where we are that's the district we've got i you know I've, I've had a great response and and i know i'm the most conservative in this race and and i'm and i'm sure that that's that's what these voters want well fred i uh, i appreciate you coming on the show today i wanted to introduce you to the audience today and uh we will as the campaign continues have you on periodically uh but i think it's pretty uh pretty great that you would feel the need to do something and do something that most of us don't and that is as a conservative it's not an easy road to hoe because you're going to get shredded you're going to get attacked have you have you seen that happen yet have you been uh have you been hit by the media have you been uh criticized online by the left like so many are oh it, it's it's constant uh i ran for the state house in a really kind of an unwinnable district uh strong democrat district but i ran just out of principle and i had Two and a half million dollars spent against me in a state house race. So we we know wow. what it's like. We know when Planned Parenthood comes after you because you believe in life. We know when all these uh, groups come and, and start lying and making stuff up. And so so um, we've we've seen it. We've got a taste of it. And and so we're we're ready. Um, Very good. Very good. If if any if anything, it just made uh, it, it strengthened my will to run because again, we've got a country to save. And if we don't. If we don't stand up for it, uh, Rush always used to say, if you just go on straight and level, fat, dumb, and happy down the road, everything is moving to the left. And so well, the left has the left has gov government as their god, right? And so they're just full-time in it where we want government to leave us alone. And so they're just relentless, and we've got to, we've got to push back. You say, you, so you're a Rush baby, are you, Fred? 
Well, I'm 61, so maybe not a baby. Oh, wait a minute. Now, hold on a second. You're 61 years old? You do not look 61. What are you doing? How do you, Really? <laughs> I think my wife is uh, to, to credit for that. She keeps me young. Uh, All right, bro. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've got, we've got five kids and eight grandkids, and we're raising wow. them conservative and raising them to love this country and, and to realize there's – Rob, there are people in Washington, you probably know them by name, that um, are unwilling to do something if it risks the next election. Yes. I think we need people up there who don't have that attitude. In fact, quite the opposite. If I stand on principle and I lose, then so be it. But I believe that we need to have people up there who have things they're willing to die for. And that yes. is, I think, what you get when you get principled people that have already taken that oath to serve the country, all enemies, foreign and domestic, all that. That's, that's, I, I, this is serious. We're in serious times. We need serious people, and that's who I am. I, I, I want to go up there and and fight with the patriots that are here to save this country. I'm going to tell you, what you just said there, Fred, was um, very important because I have said for a while now that the abuses and usurpations the American people have gone through in the last three years make the founders pale by comparison. Uh, And we need someone who is willing to echo the words of Patrick Henry, give me liberty or give me the death, because if we let this country descend even further toward the left, it's not going to be worth living in. And uh, and I'm willing to fight for it, and it sounds like you are, Fred Von Cannon. Uh, Fred, where can people find you and help out your candidacy for NC13? It's just uh, myname.com. So F-R-E-D, Fred Von Cannon, V-O-N-C-A-N-O-N.com. Fred Von I assume you were, using, you were using cannon in the, in the sloganeering, like uh, this year, don't fire a cannon. Uh, you know, maybe something like that. I'll, I'll work on it for you, okay, Fred? I'll yeah, see what I can come up with. <laughs> get, get back with me right now. <laughs> All right. Man, hey, ma- hey, Merry Christmas to you and your family, and thanks for having the cojones to run. I appreciate it, bro. Thanks, Rob. Merry Christmas to you. All right, take care of yourself. There you go, Fred Von Cannon. That's a cool name, C-A-N-O-N. Fred Von Cannon. He's coming, and he's ready to go off. You know, I don't know, something like that. Maybe you could do something like that. Not even sure. <laughs> oh, this is Joe Biden, by the way, over the weekend. He's doing this uh, this nonsense. They're trying to cover up the uh, crap sandwich that he's served up the American people without the bread. And he says, you know, he's he needs to fix. They want to fix the border. They want to fix the border. We got a broken border. Yeah. Well, he doesn't want to. He wants money for Ukraine. Listen. The Republicans are playing chicken with our national security, holding Ukraine's funding hostage to their extreme partisan border policies. Like I said, I am willing to make significant compromises on the border. We need to fix the broken border system. It is broken. You, sir, are like a murderer standing above the body with a knife and saying we need to do something about crime. Honestly, I, the audacity of this disgusting human being. And I think the reason why he says it is because, honestly, his brain is so gone, he doesn't know what the hell's going on. Let's listen to him again. Here we go. Joe Biden. Oh, hold on. Turn to you on, no, that's on not the Biden I wanted. That is not the Biden I wanted. This is the Biden I wanted right here. The Republicans are playing chicken with our national security, holding Ukraine. No, no, they're not. Ukraine's funding hostages are extreme partisan border policy. He wants his cronies in Ukraine to get the money. Like I said, I am willing to make significant compromises on the border. No, you have never been able to do that, and you've ruined it, and you've allowed millions to come in, putting us all at great risk. We need to fix the broken border system. It is broken. And here is Eric Adams, the mayor of New York City. 
who proudly proclaimed while he was being elected that New York is a sanctuary city. And now he's so stupid. And by the way, if you don't believe Eric Adams is stupid, listen to him talk. He literally went to Mexico to beg them not to send any more people across the border. That He thought that would work. Instead of saying to Joe Biden, shut the border down. All that Eric Adams has asked is for more money to, in, to destroy his citizens' lives even more. He just wants billions more so he can continue to destroy the lives of his citizens. Here is Eric Adams. He suddenly realizes that old Santa Biden ain't coming. Not this year, we anyway. We are at an untenable situation right now, and it is painful for us. It is painful for the city. And I think that you see it being reflected in the polls. It is because our federal government actions have taken a toll on the people of this city. Uh, we're going to continue to do our job um, in this administration, uh, but it's, these are extremely challenging times. And as I left uh, Washington, D.C., I did not leave with optimism. I left with the cold reality uh, that uh, help is not on the way in the immediate of future is going to be at this moment is going to be up to new yorkers and this administration to continue to navigate this this challenge that we're facing yeah uh this government doesn't give a crap about you doesn't give a crap about people of color doesn't give a crap about people living in places like east palestine ohio doesn't give a crap about anybody living in uh in in uh, hawaii uh doesn't give a crap about anybody in flyover country certainly doesn't care about black people doesn't care about the 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 mayors of these municipalities that declared they were proud sanctuary cities yeah uh president joe biden is the enemy of the people and Eric Adams is a tool in getting him where he is, and uh, too bad, so sad for him and Democrat voters in New York who put him in place. Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. If he gets coal in his stocking, it goes straight on the barbecue. It's The Rob Carson Show. Yep, I use real charcoal. Thank you very much. None of those briquettes. Dear God, if you still use briquettes and lighter fluid, you should not have a grill. Not at all. Dear God. So, uh, you know you know why uh, Joe Biden loves these illegals? I want you to listen to this. And Eric Adams is all upset because he wants a sanctuary city and he wants more money to uh, make his uh, residents. Uh, uh, he doesn't care about New York City residents. He doesn't. You know why? Well, apparently, uh, uh, Nicole Maliotakis, a Republican, mentioned in a press conference over the weekend at Staten Island and has asserted that she possesses unequivocal proof that city officials are actively working to enable illegal immigrants to get registered to vote. That's what they're doing. And, and you see, they, they did that uh, the, after the last election in 2020. You couldn't, you couldn't say there was voter fraud because the government suddenly said there was no voter fraud. And, and you couldn't question anything. You, you couldn't, there was no voter fraud. If the government said there's no voter fraud, you had to agree. And if you, if you disagreed online, you were shut down. Isn't it remarkable that uh, there's another virus in our country that appears to have come from China? They're calling it uh, white lung. And China has never been held accountable for a COVID. You remember that? You remember all the nonsense we went through with regard to COVID where you couldn't get the medicine you wanted? You couldn't get the medicine that had been working around the world in places like India? Yeah, well, 
Dr. Peter McAuliffe, who is one of the most censored doctors in U.S. history, decided to remedy that situation after being censored during COVID and create a company called The Wellness Company. What does a wellness company do? Well, The Wellness Company puts together emergency medical kits for you, so you never have to go through that again. Plus, you look at the number of, uh, of uh, pharmacies that are being driven out of business by theft or otherwise around the country. Where are you going to get your meds? What's going to happen the next time the supply chain breaks down and you need z or you need amoxicillin, which, by the way, is in short supply right now? Get ahead of it by going to the wellness company and getting your emergency medical kit with all of the things you need, including amoxicillin, penicillin, including uh, hydroxychloroquine, including ivermectin, all of the things that were verboten because of the government, not because they were effective. Just go to the Wellness Company's website and save 10% when you use my name. Here it is. Ready? Just go to twc.health slash Carson. twc.health slash Carson. They will ask you a number of questions, ask you what uh, medical conditions you have, if you have any allergies, and they will design this emergency medical kit for you, and you will have it with you, just like I do right here. This is it, literally. That's my emergency medical kit. I wouldn't handle yours like that. But anyway, <laughs> just go to the Wellness Company's website. It's twc.health slash Carson. twc.health slash Carson. If you have aspirin in your medicine cabinet, you need this. If you have jumper cables in your car, you need this. You need to be prepared. The Wellness Company, twc.health slash Carson. To save 10%, twc.health slash Carson. And then in Washington, D.C., uh, it, it turns out there's 131% of eligible voters registered there. Well, that's more than normal. That's weird. Judicial Watch said it just finished investigating registration, sits letters to the District of Columbia and Illinois warning they are violating the National Voter Registration Act by not cleaning up their rolls. 131% of voting age adults are registered to vote in Washington, D.C., which means... At least two-thirds are fraudulent. That's what I think, anyway. Well, at least at least a third are fraudulent. 130%. Dear God in heaven, of course. I think we'll wrap things up with a Christmas song about Chicago and New York and their failed Democrat mayors. Let's not forget the crime. Yeah, there's also crime. Chicago's way too violent. The mayor's silent, it's true. And New York and L.A. Come on, it's lovely weather for a hearse ride together with you. And St. Louis and Portland, too. Chicago hopes Brandon Johnson would move to Wisconsin real soon. And San Francisco. Chicago is unlawful, and he is an awful buffoon. Memphis is a hellhole now. Brandon let it happened because he's been napping on crime. Dallas and Houston also. The murder rate keeps rising because he won't get off the dime. Democrats. You know the Windy City isn't pretty no more. That's a good rhyme. I can think of another itty word. Let's hope that they stop shooting when they're through looting the store. Was never my desire to dodge gunfire. It's true. And we will be back. Although it's to wrap up the Rob Carson show right together in one moment. Stick around in Chicago with you.
That's going to do it for the show, guys. Have a glorious day. We are winning two weeks from Christmas. God bless you. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. And until tomorrow, don't catch the stupid. See you then.